Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to Fright Talk. Today is April 9th, 2021, and it is 7 o'clock p.m. Welcome, everybody, as we're going to discuss Fright Talk spring break stories, scary spring break stories, and we know that we have a lot of those. So, spring break is usually an exciting vacation time. However, what happens when the vacation goes awry? So, we're going to go into some scary spring break stories. And... As always, my friend, my partner in crime, is with me in the studio as always. And hello, that is everybody. Hey, what's up, the demon? Hello, world podcast listeners across the globe. It's Billy B. J. Jones, and I'm here with my brother, my fright talk brother. I'm excited about tonight. When we booked this topic a few months ago, I was like, "Oh, perfect timing, perfect weather, perfect scare." So I'm super excited. Yes, and it's going to be a great show. Now, for mm-hmm. those folks that want to call in at any time, you are more than welcome to. Telephone number is 347-539-5372. Again, 347-539-5372. And if you prefer to email because you're a little too shy and don't want to call in, you can do that at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com or frighttalkguys at gmail.com. Again, that's everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com or frighttalkguys at gmail.com, or you can always send us a DM uh, on Instagram, at Dr. Billy Jones, at frighttalkguys, or at ntabsh, that's N-T-A-B-S-T-H. And Billy, my friend, how was your spring break? I'm going to assume that your spring break didn't have anything scary going along with it thus far. (laughs) Well, I will say I had a good spring break, and and it, it happened the first full week of March. And so it's it's already been a month, over a month, and we're now getting ready to close the term. The academic term, at least, and it's, it's it, it was great. Interesting enough, I remember last year on spring break, I was tenting a house and living in an Airbnb all the week before the pandemic shut down. And wow. so I look back a year later, and it's like, wow, I you know the last time I was out in civilization was the week that I had to stay in an Airbnb <laughs> for <laughs> for tenting of the house. How was yours? Now, see, you just came back. I mean, this couldn't been, have been better. You just came back from spring break and vacation. So do you have scary stories to share? Oh, <laughs> I, oh, you know, Billy, I always say that parts of my life should definitely be, would make a great reality TV show. People need to just follow me around with a camera because they don't believe the interactions that actually happened to me. But my spring break was good. Um, I went to Georgia, North mm-hmm. Georgia. We mm-hmm. go up there and spend some time in, in the woods in North Georgia Ella J, Blairsville, Blue Ridge area. That's where we were. It's a mm-hmm. long drive from South Florida, folks. For those of you listening, it's about 13 hours from South Florida to uh, North Georgia to Blairsville anyway. And we had a good time. A lot of interesting folks, you see, especially in the, when you're in um, smaller towns across mm-hmm. the U.S., mm-hmm. you see uh, a lot of interesting things in smaller towns, especially, we, you know, I, 
I like to go into, my wife and I like to go to thrift stores, as you know, and antique stores. And you mm-hmm. see a lot of things that time stood still. And some things are, some items have a, an eerie aura to them, which, which is absolutely phenomenal. I, I love that, right? So it was mm-hmm. a very interesting spring break, a bit tiring from the drive, but very good nonetheless. You know, for our topic today, it sounds like that was super cool. It's interesting, though. I'm grateful you and, 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 and the family came back in one piece. You were able to sit and tell this story. But it's one thing to have a, a vacation that goes extremely well. And like you said earlier, when it goes awry. And that's and then if we can live and talk, tell, talk about it and kind of chuckle about it, it's okay, still good, right? Right? right. But right. there are some real stories out there with, from folks. And some of them already start pouring in from folks about things that happened during their vacations. And no one wants to have an uncanny vacation. Heck, and nobody wants to have an uncanny weekend, especially when you work so hard. It takes forever to get to that moment, right? And you plan, you plan, you hope, you're excited, you pack. It, it's also a little stressful because there's a lot of preparation, depending, regardless of your travel mode. There's a lot of prep. And then when you, come, you finally make it happen, as fast as it happened, it's already over. You're back now here home. And you're reflecting back already almost, what, a week a plus ago? Almost when, when did you all get back? Last week, right? Last Friday. Yeah. Last Friday. Last so Friday. It's like, Last Friday. It feels like it was already like a month ago because you're already jumping yeah. back into reality, you know, after the, the holiday. And so for those of you who are giving us these scary uh, spring break stories, thank you for responding to us on our social media feeds and in our email chains. Because some of these stories, as Nadine made a comment as we were reviewing before the show, some of them are really good, Nadine. They're really yeah. good stories. And, they are. and folks, either they're really good true stories or they're really good writers and inventors. So <laughs> we'll take it as we can, and we appreciate your contributions to this conversation. Absolutely. And, you know, so you can have a spring break story mm-hmm. that is both scary but funny at the same time. And I don't uh, I don't know if all the, the stories that we got fall into that category because I did read through some of them and it doesn't seem that way. And obviously I'm sure people have heard all over the country that things in uh, things in Miami were kind of lit during and in the wrong way during spring break. Okay, and we're going to get into that too because for uh, those of you yeah. listening that decided to venture to South Florida to – Dr. Jones's neighborhood to my neighborhood to our backyards and act a fool. We got some words for you. Okay. You can keep that trash wherever you came from. So we're going to get into that a little later because we do not appreciate people coming down to Miami, South Florida and acting like it's your garbage pit. So we're going to get into that too. And somebody's story, by the way, is focused around that. One of the stories we got in today, Billy, is Mm. focused around that. So it's going to be um, very interesting to see that. So, folks, as we dive in here, before we start, Billy, do you have any scary spring break stories of yourself? Not not necessarily this year, but just in general. Mm-hmm. I, when we, as, as I start reading some of the stories that came in, I started thinking, what could be scary for me? I honestly don't. I could think of scary vacation or like a, a, an uncanny cir- um, episode or a circumstance. But never spring break. And, and, and I should sh- we should share this, too. Folks, we recognize this is a scary spring break. So, yes, the audience may be different in terms of something happening in the more immediate times. But I know many of you, if you are seasoned like us, 
and you've had a screen break in K through 12 or post-secondary learning, we certainly know if you traveled also. We also assume that if you traveled or visited beyond your normal space, we want to hear that. So spring break, just for the listeners, is that time in an academic schedule when students and the faculty or an institution in general takes a recess. It's usually a one-week recess to recharge, and college and universities do it, K-12 systems do it. We're fortunate as educators to be able to enjoy it with the students because we need to recharge too. <laughs> but uh, we want to recognize that this show really gives a focus because there are some things that go on. And yes, beyond the drinking, beyond the hype, we're mm. looking for those true raw stories that are just real and memorable to help us resonate with this topic. I agree. And, you know, a lot of times a spring break uh, flies by really, really quick, you know, because we look forward to it. As Billy said earlier, we look forward to spring break. We're getting, you know, excited for spring break. And then when spring break comes around, it's almost like it passes in the blink of an eye. But the question is, what happened in that blink of an eye? In that mm-hmm. week that you had off from work, off from school, or off from whatever other profession you have, what happened in that week? And so I know that people experience, we know that you experience things that may happen to coincide that could be a supernatural, paranormal, or scary in general. Or just a frightening situation, and it could happen during spring break, and it just so happens that coincides. And sometimes those scary stories are because of spring break, because you traveled somewhere else. And, you know, a lot of people travel, and when you're out of your element, yeah, even on vacation, you're looking forward to it, but also things should be heightened in your system because you're not in your comfort zone. Right? So, And if you're not in your own backyard sometimes, um, some things that would be perfectly normal may seem suspect. Yeah, I agree with you, Nadim. Even if it's a staycation, right? Even Correct. staycations, yeah. you know, anything is possible. And so I'm, I'm, I got one that just came in now, Nadim, and I hope you all can hear me because I was having some intermittent um, internet issues. Am I good, Nadim? You're Are good. You You're good. I can hear you. Yeah. Okay, great. And so my brother here will continue to cue me on that. So here's the one that came in that I thought was interesting. It's from Adonis, or Adonis, okay? He says, I like this topic. You guys made me think about this one time. I went to visit my grandmother in Fort Lauderdale. She lived in a great, she lived in a great neighborhood. One night while staying with her, my sister and I couldn't fall asleep. You see, her guest bedroom had all these strange dolls in it, collectibles, mm. but scary nonetheless. We were about 10 and 12 at the time. We loved our grandmother, but we just didn't like sleeping in that room. You know, and that Adonis, right? Yeah. Adonis. Adonis, thank you for your question. You know, he raised an excellent point because a lot of mm-hmm. times we know we all have those relatives that collect things that we don't really understand why. Or sometimes there was something was, I guess, in fashion. Like at one point people had, not everybody, but some people had like clown paintings up in their in their home <laughs> as decoration. <laughs> And that is creepy and just not a good look in general. But I guess, you know, 70s, I guess, the 80s, it was a, acceptable. So I, I get that. I would be creeped out, too, if I had to sleep in a room full of dolls, regardless of, oh, but they're collectibles. Yeah, but they're just, they're dolls. I'm not, I don't think it's because that, you know, I don't have that complex of, all oh, they're Annabelle's. No, but it's just, even if they're fake eyes, there's still a lot of eyes on you, Billy, while you're sleeping. Would you agree? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, even teddy bears. Let's add that too. Because when it's nice, <laughs> at least for a child, all of a sudden, you know, I mean, now as an adult, it doesn't bother me. But when you're a child, strange things occur in your head. And oh, all yeah. of a sudden, those things that look cute in the light all of a sudden become grim in the dark. And so you start seeing things and making out things. And if you have a whole bunch of teddy bears and dolls sitting there looking at you, it could be super scary and the silhouettes will not be pleasing to the eye in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And you know what, Adonis, thank you for that. Thank you for that. And I'm sorry you had to experience that. <laughs> um, Billy, we have, we have actually quite a few questions that have been okay. uh, rolling in here, Billy. So, Billy, we got a question from Nicole. And Nicole says, once I traveled to Tennessee for my spring break, I'm from Florida, but was traveling to visit my family. We stopped at this strange gas station in the outskirts of Georgia. This weird guy kept hissing at me (laughs) and my family after my dad got back in the car after pumping the gas. We got out of there. It was just strange. And I'm sorry I'm laughing. I just, when I think of hissing, I think of like a cat hissing so I'm, I'm imagining an adult hissing at you i'm not trying to make light of your situation i thank you for the i thank you for the story um i don't know billy has anybody ever hissed at you in a gas station so not in a gas station but i will tell you let me ask this question to you when you go to the gas station are there certain gas stations even in our own town our own space right mm-hmm. there's still certain preferred gas stations you'll go to right Oh, absolutely, because there's a lot of shady ones in this area in Ah, South Florida. So, therefore, you may not have – you and I may not have seen the hissing, but we've seen some characters, right? And those characters, because there's a certain vibe. And I have to say, when you're on the road, and you know this very well, Nadine, having taken many road trips in your lifetime, even still, today we're grateful to have the phones and the GPS stuff that we have today. But remember back in the day, we didn't have this luxury. So when you needed gas or you needed to stop off, you really were at a greater risk, right? There are so many more risks that you look back, we look back on for travel that we, did, we, we took for granted then only because we didn't have the, the means. We have ways now. We have GPS. We have all these things that help us, right, that help us avoid um, perils. But, when, but one thing I will say is that those, those crazy gas stations, and I have, you know, I have, you know even where I, where I live, there's a certain one or two. I will, I will go an extra two or three miles. Just mm-hmm. to go to the one that's safer, because in the one time I went to one, it kind of relates to this story. Granted, people are, you know, dealing with different circumstances, but this gentleman came up. He appeared to be homeless. And so I'm not poking fun, folks, please, at this gentleman. But he did come up to me and he's like, hey, 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 hey. So I started doing hey, hey, hey. So at some point, I, and, I, and I, okay, I was not being nice. I was being facetious because he was AME and I was AM. him. Then after he did it like ten times, got a dollar. So in that <laughs> moment, I said, and in my head, it just reaffirmed: I will never come to this gas station again. I don't care how cheap or quality the gas is. I'm gonna take my behind a few more miles and get it done. So I appreciate that story. Um, I'm sorry you had the hissing man though, and the feeling yeah. that you used the word hissing. <laughs> hissing. Well, okay. So I'm. I will say this, Nicole. Having traveled many times. Mm-hmm. From the Florida borderline through, well, through the Georgia borderline, many, many times. There's areas in North Georgia and, I'm sorry, North Florida, South Mm -hmm. Georgia, that you simply do not want to stop in. I remember this one time coming back from a trip. It was getting kind of later, and we stopped in this Denny's. 
in North Florida, and it was mm-hmm. off the beaten path, right? It was like if a Denny's popped up in the middle of the swamp is what it looked like to me. And when you walked in, it was odd. It, there was, you know, it was filled at the time. This is many years ago. It was filled at the time. We clearly didn't look like we belonged in that area. And we just got a lot of strange looks. You ever go somewhere, Billy, and you get, you know, you get a strange look from a person here or there. You disregard it. Yeah, you ever yeah. go somewhere that's full and get a strange look from everybody, that feeling of you're not from here, you're not welcome. Yes. That, it was, I, it was I, that I, I had that. Yep. And, it, and wow. that, to me, was, was creepy because it's like, okay, I'm not in my own backyard. As a matter of fact, I don't know where I'm at. I know I'm somewhere in North Florida. So I will cop, Nicole, to agreeing with you that there there's a lot of shady places in, in that South Georgia, North Florida area. And, and I'm sorry you had that hissing experience. Um, <laughs> I, I will tell you, whenever you travel, not a bad idea to carry mace. Hello. Or other you things know? that's required. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> and, I, and, and folks, thanks for listening to the show tonight. You're listening live to Friday Talk on April 9th, live on Eastern Standard Time. And we're talking about scary spring break stories talking with the Fright Talk guys. Call us at 347-539-5372. 347-539-5372. That's 347-539-5372. Or inbox us some of your good stuff. We want to hear these stories, folks. Keep the stories. And we take your questions, too, at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com, at frighttalkguys at gmail.com, at ntabs, Dr. Billy Jones, or I'm missing one, or Fright Talk Guys, Fright Talk, on, Fright Talk Guys, right? Maybe on yeah. Instagram. So we'll take it in all ends and we'll do our best to try to check all the, the, the repositories. But the email probably the best right now because that's the one we can get to most immediately. So Nadim, I got a question for you. So in the future, I think coming up later this summer, we're covering another type of vacation conversation. So mm-hmm. this was more spring break related. But the one thing about spring break that I have to remember, I didn't travel that much for spring break. I just needed it as a week off to, like, get my bills right, get extra hours in at work. Um, My family wasn't a traveling family, and I didn't understand what traveling was until I became of age and could afford to send my own self. And so then I realized at that moment, like, wow, this is what it means to have, you know, a a spring break. And then even more so, once we started our careers, oh, my gosh, now I understand why we need a vacation. And so, so nobody wants things to go crazy. When you only get so much time yeah. off, it's true. so much time off. And there is an example. Here's a not so good story, folks. Nadine, I don't know if you heard this, but recently there was a kid who was traveling on a bus from U.S. Um, from Florida State um, University, um, Tallahassee, to South Florida. He's from Pembroke Pines, and unfortunately, his family he went missing. Turn out he was hit by a hit and run. He lost oh, his wow. wallet and he died. He was 19 years old. This is a true story. This was reported on the news a couple of days ago. And I sat here and like, wow, now that's so sad. He was on his way home for, for, from break, um, and he wanted to come visit, and his family got concerned. And he was concerned that he had lost his wallet or his phone or something. It's a weird story to me because, you know, he went from – and then the police, he, he was discovered. It was a hit and run. The guy took off. Whoever it was, whoever the individual who hit him, it could be a female too, the person didn't stay on the scene. And so they didn't realize all along they had a hit and run unknown case of a, of a victim. And the family, in the meantime, is here in South Florida missing their son, and they put out a, a, a warrant for his for his discovery because he was missing. Wow! So that's very sad, you know. And it's not a and it's not the end on a you know to, to to drop this to a grim note. It's just a constant reminder of what can happen 
even when you're having that fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of, and I didn't hear, I didn't know about that story until you just mentioned it to me. And obviously condolences to the family because what a terrible thing, right? Especially in, in Billy, you and I have lots of students. Lots of students that have gone through, and some of them are still in U.S. and or Northern Florida, and travel and take bus to get back home for the different vacations and stuff like that. <clears throat> and so, you know, I definitely feel I, our heart goes out to the family, but you know, also you have these things where these situations pop up when you very least expect it. And, and I think that's the the the, the biggest. Thing there is that you you really don't expect something tragic or awful to happen, and obviously it does. And the same thing goes for something scary. You don't expect something scary to happen. I mean, obviously, if you're going to a haunted house or something mm-hmm. like that, or a haunted tour, you're kind of, you know, you have your spook up a little bit. You, you you're expecting that, but on a regular travel, on a regular spring break. You're, you're, it's like you said, you're expecting, you want to unwind. You're not expecting to come across something scary. And a lot of folks do. Mm-hmm. And then here's another added layer. People are um, trying as the best they can to, to vacation during a pandemic, right? We've mm-hmm. now had two spring break seasons during a pandemic. And I think a lot of folks, especially young people, and this is just a call to action, especially if you're born in South Florida or a major city, and you've never traveled out hardly, and finally you get that little taste of adulthood and you want to get out there and explore the world, we can sometimes be very insulated from a lot of things. And so even yeah. when you're traveling, what we're just asking is that, you know, just proceed with caution, know your surroundings, know where you're at, try not to fly yeah. and realize you're not in your city, try to honor and acculturate as much as you can while also trying to have a good time. And so don't spoil it because of bad behavior is what we're saying. And, yeah. and, and that brings me to this question that came in from Tina. Tina says, what is your most hated spring break vacation memory? Can you do you have one today? Uh, you know, Billy, I, I want to echo earlier, you were like, you know, we weren't a traveling family. My family did mm-hmm. travel a lot, especially to, uh, using an RV when I was uh, younger. But during spring break time through high school, it was just I had the week off. When I was in college, it was more or less the same thing. Every now and again, a trip to Orlando or something like that. I don't recall anything that I hated more. Like, I don't remember a, a specific spring break, break vacation that I just absolutely loathe. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, and I thankfully have forgotten, that there was perhaps a spring break where I said to myself, well, I'm not going to travel. I'm going to stay in and relax. And then staying in and relax turned into Oh, this happened, and this happened, and that happened, and instead of going on vacation, a, a plethora of things happened, and before you know it, in the blink of an eye, the spring break is gone. That I hate. I can't tell you one in particular, but mm. I'm sure I've experienced it because it's very common. What about you, Billy? Mm. Any spring None. break in particular that stands out that you, you know, particularly hated? I, I'll be honest. I was never did, even on the staycations, and you know, you and I have been educators for many years. There have been some years I've gone away. I've taken that Disney trip. I was also younger. I have more energy, Tina. But now mm-hmm. when I when I get those the time off, sometimes it's like, well, you know what? I, and because we're educators, we do have the option as well of having other flex times in the year because we need it. And so I will say I've never had that. I've I've always been fortunate. And I don't want you to jinx it, Tina, by asking this question. <laughs> but so far, no, haven't had any bad vacation, spring break, break vacation. You know what? Let me take that back. When I was in college, Nadine, do you remember Freak Neek? 
Freak you heard about Freak Meek that used to go on in Atlanta? Because now it's happening here on South Beach. Yes, That's yes, Freak yes, 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 yes. Remember of course, Freak yeah. And they would go up there and it originally started as an, um, a, a vacation, the mm-hmm. spring breaks for all the historically black colleges up in, in Georgia. Right. And the kids couldn't afford to go home. So they started having, especially the Greeks, they start having their own spring break parties and things in the local community in their own space. But that was fine. They were fine. But then what happened was they started moving it out to nightclubs in the community, right? And then it mm-hmm. started attracting non-college student or college community people who weren't as civil. And what ended up happening, it became like what we're experiencing now, the Wild West on South Beach to some extent. And mm-hmm. the governor said, uh, the mayor, at least, not the governor, he says, oh, no, not in my town. So the next freak, the freak meet that came up, like, or I want to say 96, 97, he started blocking all the entrances the, the, with, with tanks to all the exits to get into Atlanta, because it would happen in Atlanta. And so, and then it just, it just dissolved. And then here we are today. <laughs> here we are yeah. today. And here we so, are today. Yeah. Here we are yeah. today is all I'll say, Tina. <laughs> you know, well... You know, when it comes to South Florida, especially everything that's happened this particular year in South Beach, you know, the problem I have, Billy, is that people come in, and I know we're focusing on scary stories so for spring break, but I have to say this. Mm-hmm. All year long, there's some really good folks that take care of keeping South Beach clean. And if you're not from South Florida, just so you know, if you're listening, uh, South Beach is a tourist area. Mm-hmm. If you are truly from Miami, South Beach is not the place that you often Mm -hmm. That's the truth. Uh, That is what's known. So South Beach is a really touristy area, but it's it's kept as clean as possible throughout the year. It is a high-end tourist area with very expensive nightclubs and restaurants and so forth. And it's like that for a reason. So when people come, and I'm going to be honest with you, Billy, I don't think (laughs) it's fair to blame college students because I don't think what we saw in South Beach this year was college students. Those were not college students, okay? Uh, I think college students got a bad rap for this because spring break is always associated with college students. I think these were adults that had nothing better to do with their time that Mm -hmm. came to South Beach and tore it up. So having said that, we have a question (laughs) that is actually tied into that. It's Mm. from Donald, and he said, I went to South Beach this year. This was scary enough. I'm from New York and wanted to see what the hype was about, but it was scary. Fights and all kinds of madness. Why are tourists so crazy in Miami? Donald, let me tell you something. Tourists are not crazy in Miami. People who come to Miami for spring break are crazy. That is not like that all year round. Yes, Donald. The sunshine dollars brings bring a lot. Bring the sunshine dollars bring out a lot of interesting folks, and we get it. This is the best time. Like we are fortunate to have the weather we have right now. Yeah. It is beautiful. Now, ask us how that works in a few months. We'll let you know how that works. Okay, and especially right. in hurricane season that's now extended. And yeah. so, Donald, it is. It's it's sad because what people will only see is what's 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 glam what's glorified on the television, and like Nadine said, there's this is a tourist trap. But then, you know, Donald, let me throw this perspective. If, if we, you don't hear it often, but we're not in Orlando. We're not natives. What do people say about Orlando? Right? Yeah. Especially yeah. near the theme parks and Kissimmee and all those areas, you know, or in Tampa near Bush Gardens. Like, there, I'm certain there is a more heightened sense of, of, of issues or an Ebor City. I'm going to name that as well in Tampa yeah, because Tampa. not too far from it is a very interesting community as well of, of challenges, at least. Of, of potential challenges. And so we only know what we see because when we're in these vacations, we're in fantasy land. It's our moment. Like we think all Orlando, and then you know, I've even heard folks say it on sometimes, and you've heard it too, Nadim, on trips, 
oh, this is so great. I can live here. I'm like, hello, you're in the tourist trap. The tourist right. trap is where things are. If Correct. you just travel a Correct. few minutes this way or that way, the world will look pretty normal like everywhere else. And so I, I agree with you, Nadim. I think that the fights and the madness, unfortunately, it is being attracted because we are also built on tourism. And so tourism and hospitality does fund a lot of our dollars here in, in Florida. And we unfortunately have to deal with the brunt of that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, listen, for anybody listening out there, you know full well when you go to a restaurant if you can afford to eat there or not. Mm-hmm. You know that when you go to a bar or a restaurant. This, we, I don't know, uh, our listeners, I don't know if you guys have heard this or not, but, but South Beach was pretty on fire for a couple of weeks in a row because of spring breakers. Let me say that again, that most were not college students. And right. so then what was happening is you have a lot of these high-end restaurants that are facing that are on South Beach, and people would sit down, order these large meals, and take off running. No, this is not middle school. This is not elementary. You, you don't do those things. And so when you do that, if here's my opinion. If you had enough money to get on a plane or a bus or whatever means of transportation you had to get here, you had enough money for a hotel, whether it was a Roach Motel or whatever it was, then you should have enough money to know that whether you can or cannot afford to eat in a place. Because what you're doing is, in the end of the day, you're hurting the workers that get wages and tips from those bills. Forget the the major companies, the owners. No, no, no. You're you're hurting the the staff. You know. Yeah. So just moving forward, I agree with you, Donald. It is a a scary thing. All right, we got another one here, and this one is all right. This one's pretty scary. Let's see. Denver says they had a scary encounter in Disney. We were waiting in a line at Space Mountain a long time ago, and this man started to follow me and my sister and mom. He was middle-aged and looked like the average guy, but he insisted on following us everywhere at the park. We later reported it to security, and then he just disappeared. Have you ever experienced something like this before? I've had an experience not on vacation, but having been followed once, and I'll say it very briefly, actually it was during like a vacation time, like a recess, like a holiday. But still, I went to a grocery store near my mom's house. I was about maybe 25, 26. And I went to the line. I only went in with a small cart, so I went through the, cat, the, the, the speed lane. And all of a sudden, as I was standing in line, there was maybe like eight people in line. This young um, black woman comes up to me and says, about my age, and she says, hey, are, are you in the store alone? I said, why do you, I said, no, why do you ask? I lied, of course, I was alone. And she said, oh, because you see those guys over there? And I looked and there was four younger teenage, like maybe 17, 18 year old teenagers. They were just posted up standing in weird spaces by the soda aisle, maybe maybe 15, 10, 15 feet away from me. She said, they've been following you the entire time while you were in the store. Hmm. And we, and my sister and I, cause she was carrying a baby and there was another lady. And she said, my sister and I were walking behind you to try to pretend like we're with you. And she said, I don't know if you saw, because at first I said, why are they following me? It turned out they were trying to follow me. And I didn't know, if, and I still don't even know if they were even with me. Right. Not with you, but, or with them, rather. And so she says, so that's why we were following you. And we didn't want you to get in trouble, you know, have any problems. So that's why we kept following you around the store. And she said, you don't know. I said, I said, okay, thank you so much. You know, so at that point, I said, you know what? I'm going to go to the customer service counter and pay for this. So when I got to the customer service counter, I had like four or five things. I wanted to make like a strawberry shortcake for home at home. I remember telling the lady, I said, listen, I said, you see that? I said, you see those kids over there? And she looked and they were still standing in that space so she could see them from her view. 
I said, they've been following me the entire store. And I said, that lady over there, I don't know these people. I feel very uncomfortable with them. I don't know what's going on. Could you just get the security who's up there? Because they had security on purposes. And so she didn't call, like, security to the front. She just said, hey, Paul, can you come to the front? Paul, to the front, please. And then Paul came up, the security guard. Soon as he came up there, they dispersed out the store. They ran. Not the ladies, mm. the guys. Right, right. And, yeah. and he walked me to my car. And to this day, that's the, that was the Winn-Dixie that was near my mom's off of, um, I think it's Eureka, I think it is. Mm. I have never been back there since. Yep. Wow. Wow. Yep. Well, I, as far as, and, and first of all, Denver, thank you for that. And yeah. sorry you had to experience that because that, that is very strange. It is strange to be followed mm-hmm. and be watched. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people have had the, you know, you're driving, you see a car behind you for way too long. You make a turn, they make a turn. You're like, okay, wait a second, what's going on here? Um, I remember I was at Bayside Marketplace uh, years ago selling some artwork. Mm-hmm. And uh, some guy was there and he clearly didn't look well. And he talked about some stuff, mumbling about some art or something like that. And then he just like stared. But it was just like this dead stare. So I said, I know how to solve this problem. I just stare back. That's mm-hmm. how I solved that problem. So I just stared back until I made it uncomfortable enough for both of us that he walked away. But yeah, that whole being followed, being watched, especially based upon the story that we're hearing from Denver, it was three people, three women mm-hmm. on vacation. Mm-hmm by themselves and you have this guy following them around a theme park and and that's not okay theme parks bring people from all walks of life yes they do and you would think the more you pay and the more you pay it keeps ignoramuses away but ignoramuses <laughs> still exist at all economic levels here's one for you nadim from earl and folks thank you for listening to our show continue to send these stories in at everyday folks listen at gmail.com or fright guys at gmail.com or in any of our social media feeds um, we appreciate it. And you can call us, too. We, we do like the live stuff. The switchboard's been a little silent tonight, but it's all good you, because you haven't been silent via everything else we're doing. That number is 347-539-5372. Again, that's 347-539-5372. So, Nadine, listen to this. This is from Earl, okay? When I was in college, I took a trip with my fraternity brothers to Las Vegas. We had a blast. But the final night out, we had this strange encounter. I know we're not supposed to talk about what happens in Vegas, but this is true. <laughs> oh, Earl. Earl, I hope this is PG, by the way. While walking down the strip, these really cute girls got our attention. In two hours, we were hanging out at the bar. One of them really liked me, so we started to go our separate ways, if you know what I mean, you know, the, the group, and right. then head to my room. She stayed the night. However, the next morning when I woke up, I had this pounding headache. Also, my wallet was gone. She stole it. Police were called. Her friends claimed they didn't know what happened to her. Guess that was what I get for thinking with my anatomy. I had to ask my frat brothers for money to get home. Embarrassing. Wow. Earl, first of all, thank you for sharing the story. I know what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. And, um, yeah, obviously it, it sounds like you got had. But I'm sure you learned a lesson from that point. Um, and that's happened here. My, I'm sorry, Billy's laughing at the other end here. Uh, and that happens in Miami. That has popped mm-hmm. up a few times. That, yes, that, it has. You know, so be careful. You know, the, there have been some Rolex thieves that women that, you know, pretty women, they'll meet a the guy in a bar. And then the next thing the guy passes out, they will wake up and they come to and their stuff is gone. So that is a scary story. And yes, I know what you're saying. There is an element of embarrassment to it because now you, you know, you feel 
first of all, you're upset because you were robbed, but now you also feel bamboozled, right? So it's it's that extra element. So I'm sorry you had to experience that, Earl. And it sounds it, it sounds scary because obviously it sounds like the person gave you something, right? They could they could have harmed you, but um, besides sounding scary, it sounds infuriating because they they stole yeah. your things. Mm-hmm. And, and you know something else? You wrote the bro code, Earl. Because what happens in Vegas is supposed to stay in Vegas. But we appreciate right. that you sent it to the Python <laughs> guys tonight. So thank you, Earl, if Earl is your name. But in that regard, if Earl is not your name, then what happened in Vegas really did stay in Vegas. <laughs> well, hopefully she didn't steal your name too, Earl. <laughs> uh, yeah, Earl. Listen, yeah. It, but you know what, though? There is a lot. You, you mentioned the, the, the Seminole Hard Rock at Miami and so, I mean, South mm-hmm. and, and Fort Lauderdale and Broward has yes. cases like that. There have been several cases yeah. like that, and as well as other hot spots where men who travel, who are looking for companionship, find it. And, and, and guys, sorry, dudes, we're kind of stupid sometimes. We get caught up. Yeah. And that's when, when you're caught up and you get a little, little liquor in you, that's when your guard goes down. So you have to stay woke. No differently than women traveling, even if they're going for a girl's trip, needs to stay woke in terms of their environment as well. Yeah, I completely agree with you. All right, Billy, here we go. We have one from Janessa. She says, good show. What are three things? What three things do you guys like about spring break? Did you ever have a scary moment in spring break when you were in school? So this is specifically about school. When we're in hmm. school, did you ever have a, a scary spring break? And what are the three things we like about it? it the likes are easy, right? Because obviously it's time off. Right. You don't have to, you get sleep and, and, and do your own schedule. I like the fact that yeah. the time off allows that, but just when you finally get in the rhythm of it, you got to get back on the rhythm of a regular schedule. And the third part is sometimes for spring break is only one week, doctor's appointments, things like that. Other business of our lives need to be handled. And if you decide to take the week, then it gets shifted to the following week. <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's just what it is. But I like the time off so that I don't live on a schedule. Because you and I, Nadine, live on schedule so yes, we do. freaking much. And yes, so, we do. But the second part of that question was interesting, and I and I don't know how to answer that actually. I really don't. Because um, we, it's, it's, what do you think? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Well, okay. So when I was in middle school, so for sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, I went to a private school. And before you think, oh, he went to a private school, let me explain. This was a private school in the ghetto. Okay. And this was a private school in the hood. This was across mm-hmm. from Carroll City Middle. And it was called St. Monica. Now it's, mm. I think they changed it many years, and they closed that down. They changed it mm-hmm, many years mm-hmm. ago and made it a different type of school. Um, St. Monica was a Catholic school, and I went there for 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. And though I grew up poor, my parents scratched for the tuition for my brothers and I. Um, the school didn't have AC, but this school had been around for a very long time. And there were many places in the school that even there was a church on the grounds by the way but there was many rooms there that i just felt were creepy Mm, in general and it wasn't during spring break Mm -hmm. but it was almost like i'm in spring break i'm away from this you know this just a school in general not you know whatever but like for example i remember there was a there was a the boys bathroom they had mm-hmm. painted it. It was like a lime green. But when the paint mm-hmm. started chipping, it was black under. Like oh. somebody okay. at some point painted those bathrooms black. Right. You know, and it was just kind of like creepy little things like that. 
um, you know, I didn't find the whole place creepy or anything like that. It was, you know, a Catholic school in the end of the day, not a very well kept one at the time, but it was a Catholic school at the end of the day. But I don't know. There's just, I guess there's like that old musky feel to it that, yeah, I don't know. It, it just, there were some places there that was just kind of, seemed to kind of hollow, if that makes sense. Mm, that does make sense. It makes a lot of sense. And it, I, I can't think of any because the case is, well, when I was out for spring break, you know, I, spring break was just home. <laughs> I was home. Yeah. I got to stay out a little, you know, stay up a little later. got to eat what I wanted. I still had to do some homework, so that didn't stop. And so it wasn't any, if that's anything, that was, a, that was scary. <laughs> Because I'm thinking, right. why do these teachers give homework? The dean, you know this. We don't do this now. I would hope that to say that everybody needs a break. I think teachers are more conscientious of it today than they were before. But they, I remember in our time, the teachers were giving work like it was a normal week. It was oh, yeah. like, oh, my gosh. And so that in itself was scary because I wanted time off. The only difference was I didn't have to do it at night. I could do it during the day, so I didn't have to do anything at night, you know. And so, right. but no, I can't think of any, honestly. No, no scary stories to report. I got one for you, Notre Dean. This one came in just now. Listen to this. This one's from, oh, Monica. Good show. What makes your show neat is that your topics are good and you cover interesting, spooky stuff. Don't you think vacationing during a, vac- during a, a pandemic is scary enough? Love to hear your feedback. You know what, Monica? You're spot on. You really are. So, no, no, she really is. She really is. Because yeah, the pandemic yeah. in general is is scary. So Monica, let me share with you for a moment, if you don't mind my experience, because, you know, I went on a, on a road trip for spring break, as we mentioned earlier, and I went to Georgia. However, we stayed in a family home in Georgia that was uh, vacated. Um, so we stayed there. When we stopped in the, the rest stops and gas station, I wore gloves and a mask. And the area I went to in Georgia, a lot of people weren't wearing masks. But I still wore mine. And when I went to put gas, I wore gloves. And even though I was on vacation, I didn't eat out not once. I picked up food and took it back to the place that we were in, and we ate there. And we went into thrift shops that were only empty or only had one or two people in there. So, you know, you, you're still – you're in spring break, and you're still taking precautions. Honestly, Monica, what scares me is or, – or what should scare people – and having said that, I'm fascinated. But what should scare people is – the carelessness of others when it comes to this pandemic during spring break time. I mean, Billy, I mentioned to you before the show, I went to a CVS and there was a gentleman who walked in there arguing because he was vaccinated. Mm -hmm. He didn't have to wear a mask. I mean, what world are we living in now? Mm -hmm. Agreed. Oh God. I agree. (laughs) Agreed. And, and, And that's, and it goes to another thought. With all that going on, Monica, sometimes we look back on the pandemic, and and that in itself is fearful enough. But then in that regard, I'm not so sad having not have having left my house as often as I would have on certain right, aspects right. because yeah. I didn't have to deal with these uncertainties and these uncanny individuals that just make being out sometimes a little unpleasant or just a, a little unusual. So thank you for that question. That was very interesting, actually. Got one yeah. from Nadine. This one's coming in from Frank. Would you take a trip with someone you don't like, but you know has a lot of money? I did, but it turned out to be an even scarier trip than imagined. He ended up getting arrested for drug possession, marijuana. I was left on my own. Never again. 
Frank, I have so many questions for you. I I have so many questions for you, Frank, because this just sounds like you made a lot of wrong decisions in a very short amount of time. Um, So to answer your question, no, I won't take a vacation with somebody I won't like. I won't even go to a relative's house I don't like, much less take vacation with people I don't like. Um, (laughs) The money that they have is irrelevant because my sanity is more important. And I think, Frank, you would have – I'm sure you learned your lesson at this point that no matter how much money the person had, you know, the person got arrested. I'm sure it added stress to you because you were with them. You didn't know how to get home. I mean, really, you you didn't need all that extra stress. Um, It just doesn't sound like it's worth it to me. And I'm hoping that this was a learning experience uh, uh, from you. The only thing that would make that story any worse is that you woke up the next day with a funny headache and didn't have your wallet or your stuff with you as well. <laughs> uh, Billy, what do you think about Frank's uh, story here? Frank, Frank, ooh, Frank, Frank, that was very revealing. Frank, I hope you learned your lesson. Do not be an opportunist. <laughs> and also, to also just be all, when you take a trip, I, Nadine, we've taken a trip together. Yeah. And when we take trips, we know our people. Like, yes, so I know that he, we have each other's backs because we're, we, we're one unit. We're one tribe on this trip, mm-hmm. even when we're That's not, right. but even still on the trip. So if somebody got a problem with the dean, they got a problem with me, okay? And so if you're going on a trip with someone that you don't have that kind of connection or, or vibe with, it's just not going to be a, a, a fun trip. So I, word of advice to you, Frank, not only that, but to all the Franks in the world. Whenever you're planning these trips, make sure you're going with a quality individual or people who will help you enjoy the experience, not ruin it. Yeah, I I absolutely agree. Billy, I have a question here from Juan. Sure. He says, I decided to stay in Miami for the spring break where I'm from. My parents were on vacation. I had the whole house to myself. One night, there was a knock at the door. When I went to peep out and check who it was, no one was there. Then there was a knock on the back door. At that point, I got scared, grabbed my father's gun, and then called the police. When the cops arrived, they searched the premises. They found this rope hanging from our mango tree. Didn't know if it was a sign or something. I'm Afro-Cuban. Interesting. That is, that's, that's scary, Juan. Now that's, that's very scary. And I also will share, number one, being at home alone, even if you're in a familiar space, you and I have large homes, Nadine, we, we know our space, but we also know the sound and the settling of our home. So we just know when you live in the space for so long or any space, even your workspace, you just know your environment and you're in tune with it. And so I think Juan, that's a very sad story. And I'm, and that was here in Miami, Nadim, right? Did he say Miami? Which is, he said Miami, which is a cultural melting pot. Um, yeah. So I'm also a, a doubly offended because here, this is where else can we be and enjoy ourselves? So shame on the person who did it or pranked you with that. They shouldn't be messing with you like that, Frank. I mean, Juan, Juan, right? Juan. Juan. Yeah. Juan, <laughs> Juan, yeah. I, 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 Juan, I agree <laughs> with you. And, and honestly, Juan, I think you, it sounds like you had the correct response. I mean, you called the police and and you obviously wanted to take measures to protect yourself. um, But calling the police was definitely the the right thing to do. And, you know, whether it was a prank or or not, um, it's just not cool. It's not okay. And I'm sorry you had to experience that, but I can definitely see that scare, especially when you're by yourself, as Billy mentioned, because, you know, you're by yourself and, you know, things are heightened, right? You don't feel like what Billy was saying, oh, we're on vacation, we're a unit, we have each other's back. But when you're by yourself in a house, you don't feel like you have somebody that, that has your back like that. So, 
yeah, definitely sorry that you experienced that one, especially in Miami of all places. I mean, yeah. really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very I have very another one here for you, Billy, and this one is from Max. Max says, my best friend begged me to go to Costa Rica, where he's from, for spring break. He was an international student in my college. When we got there, his family was super chill, except for this one uncle who kept watching me. By the end of the trip, I was so creeped out that I decided to check into a hotel. Have you ever visited a friend or colleague's family and encountered someone unusual? Let's tread carefully here, Billy. So in order for me to keep the the family and friends that I have and colleagues, too, I see. (laughs) (laughs) But I will say this. I will say this. There was this one time where I went to, and this was maybe 20 years ago, 15, almost 20 years ago when I was a high school teacher, where I went to a colleague's um, something. It was something at the house, like a holiday. It was a holiday thing for the department, actually. And and there were a couple other family members that were there. There was a visiting uncle as well. And I remember there was this gentleman um, or the uncle. I don't know who this other person was, but this the women kept complaining. He wasn't making me uncomfortable, but the women were complaining that he was making them uncomfortable, the way he was looking at them and ogling them in certain ways. And to the point where even the wife of the house was like, oh, yeah, that's that's uh, her husband. I forgot her name. Is Fred. I think her name was Fred or something like that. Sorry, Phil. I'm just going to use that name for now. It wasn't his real name. But Fred, this is that's Fred's brother. He's a little special. Don't mind him. But then this guy's like watching people and ogling them and not engaging. When you say hi, he wants to go run into the shadows. It was very creepy. And, and I don't mean to judge, but then if you're going to host something at your house, here's the moral of the story. If you're going to host somebody or something at your house, I want all my guests to feel comfortable. I, don't, I want them to be able to return and to say they enjoy their time because they took time and a risk to get to me. And so I don't want them to have to not enjoy it. So if you're going to have these unique individuals who are going to be in the space or invited, you may just want to make sure you double check that RSVP list to make sure that there's a complimentary agent among all the people invited. (laughs) I I agree. Well, you know, okay, so I'm going to mention this story. I went to a dear friend of mine's book site. There was a lot of people, like a lot of people. And when I was outside of this book signing, this gentleman approached me. And he was there for the book signing. And he was dressed. I mean, we live in Miami, folks, and he was wearing military boots and a trench coat. Okay. And this person struck up a conversation with me, and it was just so random. Now, so everybody understands I'm used to receiving random conversations from strangers. It just kind of happens to me. Hence why I said earlier my life should be a reality TV show. But um, it was just odd. And I mentioned it to my dear friend the author afterward. And, you know, I, I was like, you know, do you know this person? Cause he, his behavior was very odd. And uh, my dear friend with a sigh acknowledged that he knew him, but embarrassingly didn't want to admit that he knew him. <laughs> Sounds like the same person. Sounds like Fred. <laughs> yeah, I, I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. But, uh, that story just resonates in such a way to, with me. And thank you, Nadine. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> hey, Nadine, I got one for you. Michelle says, there was this trip to Cancun I'll never forget. My girlfriends and I, there were four of us, decided to take a trip to Mexico for spring break. We had so much fun. One night we met up with these guys who were super cute and Mexican. We trusted them, well, at least most of them. There was one named Carlo who, di- who we didn't, we, 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 who j- we just didn't get. 
It was almost like he didn't fit in with his two other friends. Here's the scary part. His friend made a comment while we were at the bar. Carlo, you know, you've been arrested five times and killed two people. Don't scare these pretty ladies. Ha, ha, ha. My friends and I looked at each other. We somewhat laughed it off, but then we realized that we were too trusting too soon. We were able to end the night well, but we made sure never to call or see those guys again. Have you ever met a weird patron on your vacation? Yes, all the time. All the time. Um, and, and you know what? Just because somebody's weird doesn't mean that they're not nice. I literally, in this last vacation, I, I, I literally had somebody tell me, um, I'm sorry I'm acting weird. It was a full moon last night. You know, it's like, oh, when there's a full moon, I feel it. And I start acting. I was like, oh, boy, okay. Uh, you know, so, yes, I, I think it's – okay, let me say this. When you're not – in the area that you're used to living and you go somewhere else, what you may encounter is strange, maybe completely normal to them. Right. So maybe you're, you know, you encounter in certain places, people that are more open and you're like, Whoa, this person's just kind of creepy because they're giving me way too much information, but maybe that's just the way people are in that specific area. Right. And maybe just us coming from big city, we just maybe are, are reading too much into it, which obviously is that's possible. True. I, I mean, I, I think, yeah, I, I've come across some odd people, and then I think to myself, okay, what made them odd? Well, in some cases, them being overtly friendly, I thought was odd, because coming from big city, we're not really used to that kind of thing. You know, uh, what about you, Billy? I found a few, I always say that they, when you're in a tourist trap or a spot, now it's different when you're traveling home to say, you're going for a trip to go stay with your friend, and you're going to stay at their house, and your well, coach, it's easier to go with someone who knows the environment because they can help you blend better. Yeah. But when you're yeah. going to the, the the prevalent tourist trap, let's say you're going to Disney, you know that everyone there you think is there for the happy the happiest place on earth. But I ran run into one a couple of cases, just only a couple actually. I can only count one or two in a finger in my lifetime, where there was a gentleman who just was just strange and asking all kind of questions. And I say, oh, where are you guys from? I'm like, do you work here? Because I don't see you wearing a badge. I don't mm-hmm. see you. you know, this is mm-hmm. a hotel. And he's outside loitering literally outside the door, the entrance of the place. So I'm like, no, I'm not telling you where I'm from. Dude, what's up? You don't know, I don't know who you may be tracking or you know what I mean? And so it's little things like that. And I'll also give you one more example. When I was in Marco Island, the early days of Marco Island, you know this well, is not the same Marco we know today that I feel right. very comfortable going to versus 20-something years ago. And I now look back, I'm like, oh, my God, what was I thinking? But when I was there at Marco Island, the island itself was not as acculturated as it is today. And I remember going to the grocery store there and getting the same thing you felt in that Denny's at the grocery store. And I know mm. all of us were like the international nations of friends going, you know, different denominations of character, culture, and everything. But it was like, okay, where are we here? And one, and one lady, the, the cashier said, are you guys a church group? Because we're all wearing our fraternity shirts. And she thought, oh, and she said, and we were wearing the letters, clearly wearing the letters, but she said, are you guys a church group? It was just like a little creepy, like, I was, I don't mind people looking at me, but I felt more in tune that people were watching us. Right. And that's right. That was the creepy yeah. part. I agree mm-hmm. with you. I have another question here from Paul. Paul says, I went camping in the woods. Oh, you know, I love wood stories. I went camping in the woods outside of Georgia one year. The weather was forgiving considering the bitter winter we had. I can't recall the year. In one night, we heard strange sounds, a man laughing, wolves howling. By morning, we were ready to go. Would you have stayed the entire night 
after hearing all that. Okay, Paul, so let me answer this question. I've had a scary uh, camping experience. And to answer your question, I did not stay all night. Okay, similar things. Heard uh, sounds, uh, heard people talking, saw, you know, people around walking in an area they shouldn't have been. So the answer to your question, uh, no, I would have been gone. Especially, I mean, in in, in the Georgia mountains, I mean, there's a lot of mountains in Georgia. You can easily, easily have a hard time and get lost in in the mountains in Georgia. What about you, Billy? Would you have booked it and been out of there? Absolutely. I would have booked. As soon as I heard this first laugh, I would have heard the first laugh and I'm out of here. I would have been the first one already in the car. And I would have said, y'all coming? Because we're not interested. No camping trip is worth that. And look. That little mesh that is separating me from nature or a killer is not much to protect me. I need some concrete or wood, okay? So, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, Paul, Paul, not a good thing, okay? That was not a good move. <laughs> <laughs> Nadine, well, I got one yeah. more. I don't know if I can okay. speak it really fast. Prince said, go ahead, go ahead. I remember this one time that I had to drive my sister back to her university at, her, at the end of her spring break. The goal was to drop her off, stay at a, ho- a night at a hotel, and then head home the next day. She stayed with me at the hotel. It was some weird place. Um, it was an attractive, and a, it was attract- but it was attractive and affordable for us college students. That night while we were in the room, and we're ta- uh, talking around 11.30 p.m., the, the phone in the room started to ring suddenly. Thinking it was the front desk, we answered a call. It sounded like this lady crying. When I asked what was wrong, she, stated, she started laughing uncontrollably. Then she hung up. Then minutes later, she did it again. Then again, after another 20 minutes, we finally called the front desk. Apparently, this woman had been disturbing other hotel patrons with the same problem. We just unplugged the phone for the rest of the night. Yeah, and let me tell you, that, that that's creepy. That is that creepy. Is you got some bizarre. random women, yeah, crying and then laughing. That's like something out of a horror movie, to be honest with you. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, a uh, little shady hotel in the middle of nowhere. You're getting a phone call. Now, what would have made this story even better was if the phone would have kept ringing after they unplugged it. That would have been phenomenal, yeah. actually. Yes. Yes, it would have. And, yeah, that would have been very good. And, you know, I'll say something else. Listen, I don't touch phones in the hotels unless I truly need to. You know, I don't <laughs> usually touch them. And, and and like you said, I mean, college students, here you go. Listen, your life, don't, don't travel if you broke. Travel smart. <laughs> right. Right, right, right. And Billy, as we're winding down our show, I want to say that I uh, saw a couple of movies, some remakes uh, during spring break, saw The New Witches with Anne Hathaway. I thought it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Saw The Craft Legacy. Mm-hmm. Thumbs down for me. It's it's nothing even close to the original. And King Kong versus Godzilla, because you got to see the monster movies. It was absolutely phenomenal for me anyways, if you like that kind of mindless entertainment. Folks, thank you so much for listening in and joining us today. It's so good to have uh, so many questions coming in the story. So thank you for sharing with us. You know, Billy and I really look forward, and, and you guys are our Fright Talk Guys family. So thank you so much for all the love, and follow us on Instagram at Fright Talk Guys. And, folks, we'll see you April 23rd. Our next segment is on Jeffrey Dahmer. we got a lot to talk about, so that's going to be super cool. Two weeks from tonight, same time, same, same space, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Take care, all.